listening to The Recovered Therapist, brought to you by FreshOutOfPlans.com. I'm Jeannie Griffin, and I'll be your host. Instead of focusing on labels, diagnoses, and psychobabble, we keep things honest, simple, and hopeful so that you can grow personally and spiritually. Thank you for joining me. Let's talk about the orphan inside. People who have experienced alcoholism as children and who are now adults, people who have experienced divorce when they were children and are now adults, people who have experienced adoption when they were children and are now adults, and people who have experienced the death of parents or someone in the family system when they were children and are now adults all have this place in them where the wind whistles through. It's the orphan child. It's that feeling of longing and yearning for something. Now, there is a Welsh word that my sister and I were talking about today, and it kind of it can't translate very easily into English, but it was it's it's called hirath, or the British call it hirath. It's spelled H-I-R-A-E-T-H, H-I-R-A-E-T-H, and it means this longing or this homesickness for a home that you can't return to. And it may be a home that was never really there, but you envisioned and hoped that it would be. Uh, but there's this nostalgia, this yearning, this grief, this sadness. And when you grow up with, as children, with divorce, um, abandonment, alcoholism, or some other... Mm, not just illness, but some other difficulty that really impacts the, the family system. When you grow up with adoption, there is that loss of, it's, a, it's an irrevocable loss. I can't get it back. It's irrevocable. The door has closed and I can't even go back and hope that everybody will get sober and live happily ever, and hope that the parents or whoever died and brought this grief to the family system won't happen. Or my biological parents were going to be fabulous, and, and they never gave me up for whatever reason. And especially with adopted children, if they get put into a good foster home and or adopted into a good home, the guiltier they feel about their um, love for their adopted parents and their questioning of the bio parents. With divorce, oh, we don't even talk about it as a trauma. It's so common. And oh yeah, with somebody's divorced, oh yeah, they have two sets of parents or if the parents then get divorced again, they may have, these children may have gone through one, two, three, four divorces. And, you know, that's a whole nother podcast. 
But this, what I realized in my own life, and when I was talking to my sister today, when there's death, when there's this death in any form that I've just been talking about, but our parents died. My father left when I was 13 and died when I was 15. My sister's about three years older than I, and it really impacted it impacted all of us, but it really impacted us because all of it happened when we were under, you know, 25 years old. After my dad left at 13 and died at 15, my mom died at when I was between 20 and 21. And so my sister was under 25. And during that early launch period of going from the home, with, basically with two parents, but then there was one, and going from that home into launching into society and into my own life and my own home, uh, it was ruptured. So it was ruptured by alcoholism. It was ruptured by grief and death. And her response to that whole, that feeling of now we are orphaned, her response was depression. My response was anger turned outward. See, her anger went inward as depression, and my anger went outward as terrible anger, rage, rage at God, <clears throat> rage at having to do things on my own and becoming incredibly self-reliant. And yet it fueled my years of spiritual seeking. But when children are going through this, they can't articulate, oh, I'm feeling grief. Oh, I'm feeling abandoned. Oh, I'm feeling a hole in my soul. I'm feeling regret and longing for wanting to go back to the starting point and seeing if I can't get it right this time. That's the whole theme with unfinished business. We all walk around with unfinished business from childhood and we're carrying it. And we find people out in the world with whom and with whom we can work out that unfinished business in an attempt to get it right this time. Because when the home base is moved and the orphan appears, it says, as Thomas Wolfe said, you can't go home again. You missed the chance. You can't get it back. And it took years for people who were the adults to recognize what was going on on a deep level and to help me out of it. And, you know, my sister had said it took many years of her in a 12-step program to understand that this yearning, this longing, especially in the winter for her, was the depression and the grief from this longing. And for her, it was interesting at winter holidays. And I remember at one time, I, I don't have that kind of morose, nostalgic love and upset at Christmas time. That's a pleasant time for me for some reason, but not around Easter. And so I asked myself one time, uh, what is it, what is it about this time of year in the spring and the Easter that I miss my parents? 
and that's a whole nother podcast, but I came to realize that's when I missed them the most. And I understood the spiritual gifts they had given me. And so much of this longing, this orphan, was the fuel. It's what drove me on my spiritual journey. So had my parents lived, had we not had alcoholism, who knows what my life would have been like. But I urge you to do your homework. What is this little orphan? Who is he? Who is she? Where does she come from? What is she missing? What kind of sadness and grief is she carrying because she couldn't go back to the home base or go back to the dream of what the family would be? And she had no power to change it, to affect it in any way. Or he had no remedy. You know, we teach our young men they're supposed to fix things in our culture. And so when he can't fix you or the world, and he can't even fix himself, that little orphan's real. So today, what I know is when I feel that orphan, I'm not living in the present. I'm living in two kind of mantras that I grew up with for years. I didn't know that I was allowing these to run my life, but I was. And the first was, if blank, then blank. And sometimes it changed a little bit to when blank, then blank. Or um, another one was when blank, then I'm gonna blank. Or if blank, then I'm gonna blank. Always in the future, conditionally living. I'll go live this way, but on the condition of if this happens or when this happens. Those are dangerous. Also, when I hear myself, wait, 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 let me figure it out. Let me figure it out. Let me think. Let me think. Those three are very dangerous ideas in my mind. And they are messages, blinking lights that tell me, get back to the present. Live in the present. Do whatever you're doing intentionally, mindfully, as we overuse that poor term today. You're doing the dishes you pay attention and do the dishes. When you're taking out the trash, you do the same thing. When you're washing your face, deliberately wash your face. Stay in the present. If you're still wrestling with that little orphan, claim it. It's nobody's fault, but it's there. Claim it and love it and direct it to the present and remind it, never write the ending. See, I think all that longing is because I want to go back and write the ending for this situation and that situation. I want a nice ending. And we can't do it. But if you don't write the ending, you leave the possibility of miracles to happen in your life, 
a possibility that you might have cheated yourself out of if you'd been able to write the script. So don't write the ending. And tell the little orphan that it will work out exactly the way it's supposed to. And the any pain that you continue to carry, ask this higher power that you will come to know to remove it, to take it from you. This loving higher power does not want to leave you in pain. So give it back. Give it away. Ask it to be removed. Take it from me. Take it. Take it. Take it from me. And I'll look for the goodness and the miracles in the present. If it happened for me and happened for my sister and for many people that I know with that same little orphan, it can happen for you. Thank you for listening to The Recovered Therapist, where we keep topics honest, simple, and hopeful. I love you. There's not a damn thing you can do about it. Until next time.